Hey, and welcome to Becca Babbles Podcast, the show where I will teach you to be the best version of yourself by learning about yourself, body, and the world around you, or at the very least, give you a good laugh. I'm your host, Becca. Now let's get babbling. Hey guys, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and today I thought it would be fun to talk about my experience taking my CPT exam. If you don't already know, I am officially now a certified personal trainer. I think I talked about this in my August recap update, but if you didn't already know, I am officially a certified personal trainer through NASM. Um, not affiliated with them whatsoever, but I just think it's fun to be like, yeah, I have these initials. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's like super cool. And I actually started working at, I think I talked about this in my August recap too. So sorry if this is additional information you already knew, but I started working at a um, studio and I'm having so much fun and I'm really enjoying all my clients that I get to help and encourage and work with them. They're all amazing. But again, I thought it would be fun to go through what it was like for me to go through the NASM exam, study for them, um, or study for it, and give you guys some tips on like if you want to go through taking the NASM exam, what it's like, what you should and shouldn't do, or just to like hear me stumble through everything while simultaneously also passing, which I guess that's kind of like a, how would you put that? Well, I guess that's kind of like a, not a cliffhanger. What would you call that? What is? What do you call it when someone tells you the end of the story before you reach the end of the story? I'm completely blanking on that. So I'm sorry again for that. But anyways, let's just get started into why I started thinking about it. So actually, I had thought about becoming a personal trainer when I was in high school. It was during the pandemic and I was like, I don't have anything to do because at that point I think school was over and I was like, you know what, I'm going to become a personal trainer because like everyone or a lot of people seemed like they were just hopping on like something different or finding something different and I was like, I want to do that. Then after researching, which didn't take very long, I realized, oh shoot, I have to be 18 and have at least my GED or graduated from high school and I didn't have either of those so I kind of forgot about it for a long time and I would just go through school and just be like okay whatever and then taking my kinesiology class we started talking about personal training and then the movement of the body and the benefits of having your personal trainer certification and it just started lighting a fire inside of me and then I started hearing other people talk about personal training and I was like I've got to get on this bandwagon like I have to get my personal trainer certification or at least like it started I started thinking in my head should I get my personal trainer certification because I wanted it before and so I was like well but I had already started thinking about getting my doctorate of chiropractic and I was like would it even be worth it um would I really even be able to use it and then I was like, when am I going to do this? Because I'm taking summer school classes. And at that point, I had already thought about also taking my algebra class and my Texas government class during summer school. 
And I was like, when am I ever going to do this? And like, would that be enough time while I'm also take being in the pre-doctorate program for chiropractic? And then I was just like, you know what, whatever, we're going to do this. Somehow I started researching and I was like, how long does it take to study? Um, is like, obviously comparing prices and stuff like that, which one's better. And I stumbled upon NASM because I really liked the correctional exercise part that they had to it. And I just heard good things about them. So I was just like, you know what, we're going to go through NASM. Plus during that time they had a sale. So I was like, you know what, sales are great. I always love a good sale. So um, that's when I had purchased the, or I had talked to someone for the NASM certification and I just kept feeling myself getting super, super excited about studying for the NASM exam and being like, well, I'm also giving myself the excuse to be like, this will help me brush up on my anatomy, which I need for my doctorate program. And then I also realized like I've kind of been working with horses most of my life, haven't really worked with human beings. Probably would be a good idea to work with human beings before I come become a chiropractor because the last time I checked, the only time I get sass or like confirmation from a horse is either them neighing at me or maybe kicking me, but that only happened once. So <laughs> I think I need to start learning how to communicate and talk to human beings, even though I feel like I talk pretty well, but I just, I wanted to make sure that this was, or not make sure, but I wanted to find something that would help me be a little bit ahead already have that hands-on situation because I've shadowed before but I've never actually had my own personal clients and I thought this would be a good opportunity for that and so of course you know that day where you're like okay just gonna click that button and send or click purchase and for me I don't know why that builds up so much anxiety in me but I'm just like okay we're doing this we're confirming this no going back so I clicked that I think it was probably a red button I don't know and I officially started studying for my personal trainer certification. And I had this whole plan, like even before I started purchasing or before I had purchased my certification, I was like, okay, we're going to have to have a plan here, especially because I was already taking other classes. So we got obsessed with Google Calendar or tried to. And then we also decided that we're going to focus all on our summer school classes, especially because they were online and my teachers had posted what I needed to get done anyway. So I was like, we're going to work ahead, try and get this done as fast as possible, which I do not recommend, by the way, especially if you're taking a math class. I know there's some math whizzes out there, but for me, I feel like that wasn't the smartest decision, <laughs> but we still passed it with an A, so we're good. <laughs> um, so I had thought, okay, finish up my summer school classes as fast as possible. And then on the weekends, I'll start working on my personal trainer certification. And then I would just completely focus on my personal trainer certification. But also during that time, I had found that there was a podcast that was related to NASM. And I was like, oh, I could listen to this on my drives because I was driving back and forth from Dallas. And if anybody knows Dallas traffic, especially on Fridays, you could be sitting there between 45 minutes to an hour trying to get home. So I was like, I could crush through like two podcasts in one drive because they were like 20 minutes long. 
but I had thought that that would work. And I had finished my summer school classes and I had started doing my CPR certification because don't do this. Please learn from me. If you have your CPR certification, please just renew it. Like it's every two years. It kind of seems like a pain in the butt, but I had let that go and I had already had it, but I had to rebuy it because when I was a CNA, or I guess technically I still am, I had let that certification go because we had already been CPR certified, but I needed to get recertified for this because I had let it expire, obviously. And so I was doing that, and then I love how NASM gives you this pretest, and I knew that I was like, okay, I'm going to take this pretest just to see where I'm at, because I know I had taken anatomy and physiology, and I have listened to Mind Pump for like five plus years now, so I had some stuff under my belt, but I just kind of wanted to have this baseline to see where I'm at. And funny enough, the passing grade for the test is I think a 70 yeah and when I had taken the pre-test I got like a 65 which honestly wasn't that bad for not going through the whole test like the perfectionistic part of me is kind of like Rebecca you could have done better but again I hadn't read the textbook at that point so I had taken the pretest, and most of the ones that I had missed were like the ones about like empathy. What type of empathy is this? Uh, what kind of support does this client need? And those like specific words, and that kind of just encouraged me to be like, I can do this. So when I had finished my summer school classes, I was like, I'm going to read everything in this textbook. Now I know like everyone, or not everyone, but. Most people, if you look up on YouTube being like, what do I need to study for for my personal trainer certification? They tell you you don't need to read the whole textbook, which is true. But for my own sanity purposes, I was like, I at least got to read through or like skim some of these parts. And what I had really liked was how NASM sent out these emails saying like, you want to make sure you get through these chapters by this by this week and it would usually be two chapters maybe one but I had liked that just to keep me on track even though technically I wanted to get done by mid-August because I didn't want to have to deal with going through learning my personal trainer certification while I was in the pre-doctorate program so I was kind of trying to fast track everything which again I also don't recommend (laughs) but Again, if you have a background of anatomy and physiology, or if you've been listening to Mind Pump for a long time, I feel like I'm just going to be using those words multiple times, just reiterating Mind Pump, Mind Pump, so get used to it in this podcast. Maybe do like a little, well, I shouldn't really recommend a drinking game, but, you know, take a shot of water every time, Um, or put a check mark or something every time you hear me say Mind Pump, but I... um. I would at least skim through the pages and then I was like, okay, listen to the podcast. And then I know I always recommend flashcards, 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 but this time I didn't do flashcards, which honestly part of me hurts when I say that because I love flashcards so much. Um, But again, I wanted to get through this as fast as possible and or at least not as fast as possible but at least through August 
and I felt like I didn't really need to make flashcards and I could just kind of I guess it's the lazy version of flashcards where I would cover up half the page at least need to know the definitions of things and I'll go through at the end what I think you should do or at least know for sure for the test but I started doing this for maybe a month or two month and a half and then I realized I was in complete burnout mode it was not working and I needed a plan two or a plan b I just was not paying attention to those podcasts I decided I was like I I would do the thing where I would try and guess what he was about to say in the podcast before he would say it just so that I would kind it was almost like a verbal flashcard if you think about it in that way and I would say it but then my brain was again so dead I just I felt like I couldn't do anything by the end of the day or halfway through the day so I was like there's no way I'm going to listen to this podcast anymore and then I also realized that within each section which within each lesson there's a review or like a study guide review and I was like oh maybe I should look at this before I start taking notes because I feel like a lot of people have this habit and myself included you kind of just write down everything and I'm getting better at learning which is the important information that I really need to know and which is kind of like the you don't really need to write it down sort of information. So what I would do is I would write down everything from the study guide review and then anything that I thought was interesting I would highlight in the text because it was online or I would write it in my notebook that I was using and then review from there. And again I didn't use the podcast and I would still do the lazy flashcard version, but I really think narrowing down the how much notes I was taking and going back over what I was writing down was really important. They do have these study review quizzes after each lesson, which I think is really important to take which kind of helps solidify and tells you what you picked up on and what you didn't pick up on. But I think once you get to like chapter five, you really need to start repeating everything that you're doing, especially if you don't have that anatomy and physiology background. Now, when I had finally finished the textbook, I was like, okay, this is awesome. This is great. Need to take that pretest again. And I was kind of freaking out because I was thinking, am I even going to do better on this or am I going to do even worse? Because that would be really sad if I went through this whole textbook and I did worse. And thankfully enough, I took the pretest again and I don't remember what I got, but I obviously got a higher grade and I passed. And then it was that whole moment of like, oh, crap, I got to schedule this. And so it's one of those things where I'm like, well, I don't want to forget all the information But then I also don't want to like take the test right now because I kind of want to review everything. So what I started doing was thinking, should I take it in like three days or should I take it in like a week? And I think I settled on like five days because I was like, I could like review over all the quizzes and make sure that I could get those up. I 
honestly, I didn't really have a plan, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. Like, I wanted, I knew I wanted to take the pretest again. I knew I wanted to go over all the quizzes again. And then I definitely wanted to go over the overactive muscles, the OPT model, which is kind of how they plan their training. And then I wanted to go over the assessments that you have to do because I, through my research, I knew that those were really important. And and then also at the beginning of the textbook, it tells you the percentage of how much each percentage of like which section is going to be tested on the most. And I knew that was going to be super important. But then there was this still this underlying of feeling I have no idea what I'm doing. I know I know the information, but like, am I ready enough? And keep this in mind. No one knows what grades you get on the test, but I feel like it's been infiltrated in me since like elementary school that you have to make an A. I've learned this taking my certified nursing assistant, nursing assistant my CNA test, where it's just like, you just have to pass. Like, that sounds bad. Like, you don't know the information, but honestly, the most you're going to get out of what you're doing is when you're out there working with people. It's kind of like that whole saying where you can be, like, book smart, but it's better to be people smart because then you actually are implementing what you've learned. But I kept finding myself looking up things on YouTube or even websites being like, what do I need to study for, for the CPT test? And this one guy that I would recommend, he's called Sorta Healthy Trainer. He had a really good overview over the seventh edition NASM test that I'd highly recommend going over because he kind of, he gives example questions, obviously not ones from the test, but he gives you examples that are similar to the test and then he also breaks it down and he's really good at explaining all the different parts that you need to know and then helpful suggestions to remember the different parts. And then it was the night of the test for me and I think that was the worst night of my life. (laughs) Um, I almost went into this whole like I don't want to call myself a hot mess but you start getting this those butterflies in your stomach especially before a big test and you're just like Have I studied enough? I know I've studied enough. I know I know the information, but what if I don't know the information? And what if there's like one question or a few questions on the test and I barely pass or like I barely pass by like one point and then I'd be so frustrated. Technically, I could retake the test, but I'd have to pay for it. And like, I didn't feel like doing that. And also it would be a hit to my ego. But you know, again, I started looking up like, what are the hardest questions? What do you need to know? And I kept taking these like, five section quizzes where it's like the hardest questions that are be on the NASM exam and I did okay on them I think like maybe one or two questions that were similar to the questions on those showed up but overall I was kind of freaking out for nothing and I think that happens frequently but you know we're learning and we're getting better but I finally just told myself Rebecca you gotta close the computer because like Yes, I can freak out as much as possible, but that's just like, A, not going to do anything for me, and B, you're just like not going to have a good time taking the test if you're freaking out and 
don't get good sleep because then your brain's going to be mush anyways. So I closed my computer and I probably read my book or something and hopefully got a good night's sleep, which I think I got a pretty decent night's sleep at that point. But then it was the day of the test. And honestly, I'm pretty proud of myself. I was pretty chill that morning. I woke up, made some tea, made my breakfast, did some like yoga for exam. I think it was like from yoga with Adrian. She's like test anxiety yoga. And I was like, yeah, we're in our chill state right now. And NASM tells you, because I was doing the online test where I didn't have to go on a physical site to take the test. So they were like, you can sign up or you can sign on 30 minutes before your test. And I was like, okay, I won't go on 30 minutes, but I'll go like 15 minutes before my test. And um, I would not recommend that go on 30 minutes before your test, just in case anything happens. Because for me, I was having some big computer problems. I don't know what it is. Maybe my computer's old or my laptop technically, or just the website was super big, but I had to, I refreshed my computer. I, I was trying to log on and it kept saying that like, I still had Chrome open and I still had my photos open. And I was like, I swear these are all closed. I don't understand what you're saying. So of course you do the thing that Apple tells you all the time where it's like, okay, completely restart your computer or shut it down and open it back up and for some reason I don't know what it is it just works and I was like thank goodness because at that point I was like a minute or two late and I was freaking out I was like are they not gonna allow me to take my test now because I'm technically late so I obviously got to take my test but then I was sitting there in silence because they tell you to put your phone away to take off like your apple watch and they were like, you're going to have to wait for a proctor to be open. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And it might take about 15 minutes. And oh my goodness, those 15 minutes were the longest 15 minutes of my life. <laughs> and again, that sounds really bad because you should think you would think, okay, yeah, you can sit there for 15 minutes. And I like to pride myself saying that I don't have to be on my phone. But I at least wanted to like read my book or something because just staring at a computer, just like wallowing, waiting for you to take your test and thinking about if you're going to pass or not is really intimidating and scary. And then also at that point, I started realizing I had to pee <laughs> because we like to drink a lot of water. We like to drink a lot of tea and maybe drinking like a whole pot of tea before a test is not a good idea when you need to take a test and I was sitting there and finally I got a proctor pop on but then I also started noticing that my battery on my computer because the software for taking the test was so large that I was already at 49 percent and I started freaking out and I was like am I allowed to go downstairs and get my charger and I didn't know if they were gonna allow me to do that because like does that mean I'd have to terminate the test? Does that mean I just have to sit here and like, what if my test, like uh, my computer dies in the middle of the test? And again, learn from me. Just ask the question. I literally just typed it into the text box, which is honestly kind of weird. I knew they could see me and I couldn't see them, 
but just typing and knowing that someone's staring right back at you is again a little bit scary but i just typed in being like hey so my computer is at 49 percent. can i run downstairs and get my charger and of course they said yes and during that time i just run down as fast as i can like i literally was imagining myself as being flash the like superhero if you don't know what that superhero is the guy who like runs super fast obviously (laughs) um and I would run downstairs get my charger and then I was like oh wait could I like also pee (laughs) would would she think that I'm well I don't know if it was a he or she I can't really remember but would they think that I'm taking too long and that I'm cheating technically I haven't even started the test yet but I I've never taken a standardized test that's like this proctored before online so I didn't know what the right standards was I don't even know if that's the right words but I didn't know if that was the right like if you were allowed to do that or not but I then ran back upstairs as fast as I could and she hadn't even started the test and they I had said okay I'm back and they were like okay one more moment and they were getting things set up and then it was the time of like okay now you can take your test and I was like oh shoot okay it's our time to shine (laughs) and I literally clicked the test to start and I knew I was like okay you have 120 questions and only 100 of them count 20 of them will go towards If they can use, they're like test questions that are testers for the test. A lot of testing. But basically to know if these questions are good for future tests. And I will say this right now. You can take those quizzes and those tests at at the end of each chapter. But make sure you understand what the question is asking and not just memorizing the question. Because they are nothing like the questions that you're going to see on the test like maybe a few but like for the most part no you're gonna have to understand the concept but I had taken the test and I kind of felt like I was in this daze and I was so thankful that I went over the overactive and underactive muscles and how to fix them and the assessments because there were a lot of those on there they do not kid you when they put those percentages up there so make sure you know them (laughs) But then I got to the point where I finished and I was just like, am I done? Should I submit this or should I go back over it? I feel like everyone has that whole saying where it's like, oh, don't go back over because like you'll second guess. But then I know there's some teachers that told me go back over because like what if you got some wrong? And I don't know. I always end up going back to I circle ones that I feel like I'm iffy on. And then those are the only ones I look back on because then if I look back on the ones that I feel pretty good about, like if I feel like 75, 80% good about, I'm not going to go back to those because I'm probably going to end up second guessing myself at that point and we don't want to do that. And then it was the time to like actually click the button and that's also really overwhelming. I don't know what's worse, clicking a button to purchase something or clicking a button to like finish a test. I feel like it's more intimidating than like turning in a test because when you turn in the test, at least you have that like walking momentum where you're like, 
I think I'm ready. Yeah, I feel I'm pretty good. Okay, we throw it in. Okay, we're done. It's like it's done to where when you're clicking on the button, you're kind of just like, this is happening. There's no like buffer in between and boom. (laughs) And like, I knew I was going to get the answer or at least I was told I was going to get the answer if I passed the test or not. And I was waiting for like, you passed the test or something like that. And when I had clicked the button, I saw the screen load and it said finished. And then the proctor goes, you have finished the test. Congratulations. Have a good day. And I was like, um, did I pass? And I was so confused and I was so lost. And I, I had all this like heightened emotion from like anxiety for the test and if I was going to pass or not. And I kid you not, it's like maybe less than 12 point font, more like eight point font where it just says completed test passed. It's not even in green. It's not even like in a different color. It's literally in black. I don't even think it's bolded and it just says passed. And I was like, can you like make it a bit bigger for me (laughs) here? Like I have passed this test that I've been studying for and I can finally do something that I want to (laughs) do. Like where are the, where's the confetti? Where's the fireworks? Where's the marching band? Like something. (laughs) I wanted a party. And, like, I feel like when you take standardized tests in, like, elementary school, like, the first time you take the STAR test in, like, Texas, it's, like, you have a little, like, school party or something, like, after you take the test where you're, like, oh, I passed, or, like, ice cream party to where, like, this, it's, like, you passed. Like, you have that really angry or, like, neutral professor that's, like, congratulations, you have passed. That's pretty much what I felt like when I had finished this test but honestly I didn't care the funny part was is I wanted to be able to see that proctor's reaction after they saw my reaction because I have this feeling that my camera was still on and they could see me and I wish you guys could see me right now but it was literally me just kind of staring at the computer in a daze being really confused and like um and then two seconds later I'm like what <laughs> and I was freaking out and <laughs> I'm just yeah I'm really happy I passed and that now I can start helping people and encouraging them to exercise and be some extra support for them but I wanted to give you guys some recommendations on what I think you should do if you want to take this test and first thing is listen to mind pump for five plus years that's my first recommendation I know it's not the best recommendation, but honestly, like, do it. (laughs) Um, If not, and if you haven't been listening to Mind Pump, then I would say make sure you receive those emails and follow those emails. You have six months to take till you have to take this test and they literally space it out for you. There have been multiple studies suggesting that if you space out your studying and reviewing, that you will retain that information so well. And there's also this YouTuber that I had found the day before taking my test. I don't remember his name, so I feel really bad. Maybe I can look it up and then put it in the description if this is something you're looking for. But he went over some things you should know for the test, but also he had suggested when you go through the OPT model, make your own 
program and use what they have so it's kind of like a hands-on learning and I think that's super cool and an interesting way to study for this test so I would recommend that even though I didn't even do it and then again I'm going to reiterate learn those over and underactive muscles learn those assessments learn the OPT model backwards and forwards there will be questions on that and then I would also say read chapter 21 first. I think that just kind of gives you a foundation of everything that they talk about and what you need to know. So I'd highly recommend reading that first because then it kind of gives you the backbone of everything you need to know. Now, I wouldn't say just read that chapter and then take the test because you're probably going to fail if you do that. But I would say at least read that first and then put that in the back of your mind of this is categorizing everything into each part and I just found that helped me while I was studying and then the last thing is just remember that you just have to pass the test literally you just have to pass the test and it's going to be fine once you get a job and start implementing these things you will learn so much more than you will from the book. Yes, know the information. Yes, be ready to work with clients, but you're going to learn. And I think this is something I had to learn too, where it was like, I'm never going to be 100% ready, especially when it's coming from reading from a textbook. And I can hear other people's experience but until I actually learn from my own experience I won't actually learn like I've been learning so much from working with other people and just trying to adjust what I'm doing or adjusting how I'm speaking or adjusting how I count or when I talk to people and it's going to be different for each person so just remembering that you just have to pass the test and then once you get out there then you can start really sprouting and becoming this great personal trainer and I think this comes for any sort of test too um, when it comes to getting like a certification if you're like studying for school and like college and stuff like that it might be a bit more important to try and like reach for that a or b or at least that's how I think but um, yeah that's my thoughts I hope this podcast helped I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I can't wait to tell maybe more stories about me being a personal trainer and how it's helped me improve as a person and hopefully a future chiropractor. But if you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag me at Rebecca.8 and DM me or email me at BeccaBabblesPodcast at gmail.com with any questions or topics you want me to talk about. I always am interested in answering any of your guys' questions and I hope you have a wonderful day and I can't wait to babble with you next time.